Comex le dice cómo. Con Comex cuenta Maestra 88. El curso más productivo para su dinero. Bunyan breweries are happy to announce their new summer beverage, the shrimp snake bite. For it tastes so sinful, you'll shout its praises at the heavens. Made with real crustacean mulch, fresh Maine lager, and traditional rural cider, you'll want to. So it will be, with all the resurrection of the dead, the body that is sown is perishable, it is raised imperishable, it is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory, it is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. And it is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. And this is the lesson I would like you to take with you today. All you families out there Perfectly paired with Bunyan's cuttlefish crackling, what summer could be complete without a savory taste of the seas? track. And for those of you just joining us, my name's Cody Mike, and I'm afraid I can't be with you in person today due to technical issues or family duties. Lasai. Either way, not to worry. Me and the puppies will be seeing you again very soon, and I've curated quite the mix of superb tracks to keep you going on that long dusty desert road in my absence so here we go the apocalypse players present highway of blood a call of cthulhu scenario by alex guillot ian christensen and devay brian jackson with Dan Wheeler as Quincy J. Lafitte. Dominic Allen as Edward Ed Mooney. Joseph Chance as Beverly Jack Carstairs. And Dana McAleer as the Keeper of Arcane Law. This is based on a true story. 
part 11 The Burial of the Dead Well, then I shall then I shall cause pain upon you We prefer you to run you run, we can have some fun. From the darkest gifts of those who fly between worlds, and then it just converts into this dark, guttural stream of language that obviously neither Mooney nor Lafitte have ever heard me speak before. And three of us are still standing just about, so if you want another round, I'll take another round. What about you two? Let me tell you, I've seen things in the dark caverns of this world. I've seen things out there in the in the in the Mojave Desert that would make your skin crawl off your bones and disappear up your asshole, you piece of shit. I don't know. What would your mother say if she knew what you did to your sister, huh? Huh? I know who she is. I've seen her pale blue eyes. I know she has something special planned for us. No, no, no. He must be one of the faces. I knew it. I knew. <laughs> oh, they've been fucking with you, boy. You see, you see what happens when you, when you, when you mess with with the descendant of Jean Lafitte, the privateer. You don't know what darkness you mess with. You don't know what power you're confronted with. You don't get to go around insulting us. We're backwards town folks. We've had enough of that since the mines closed down. Oh, do We've had your time. You backwards. Come well, that's it. something. Yeah. You do recognize yeah. your backwards at least. I gotta tell you right now, Cecil, whatever happens from this point forward, if the three of us go missing, I don't like to think what might happen to Abattoir, but it's not gonna be pretty. You pick the wrong car, you pick the wrong people. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> you all are obviously in the darkness of unconsciousness, but there's sort of flittering images as you sort of sink in. You see this burned truck that you're sort of being carried to. Some of you, you see a a half-burned, well, an almost entirely burned body being hoisted out of a window and chucked into the ravine. You see a blubbering, skin-headed figure lying on a stretcher being put in the back, and everything turns turns dark. Um, and Jack, you find yourself... As you wake up, you realise you've been wandering for quite a while, actually. Um, and and it's a relief, because it's it's wet, it's humid, and sort of cold and dark. You can feel these sort of leaves brushing against your face. Um, and um, you're walking through a wood, you're walking through a forest. Mm. Um, so you must have somehow gotten some distance away. Got away. Um and you're talking with Carrington again, mm. as as you often do. Um, I don't know if there's anything you're asking him in particular as you sort of walk along with him beside you, his voice, his presence beside you. Are they pine trees? Are they... Oh, yes. Some of these are pine trees. Some are firs. 
You were never much of a lumberjack. But you liked the chopping, didn't you? I like to swing an axe. Oh, that's right. You had that in you on the field, I remember. Oh, careful of that. And you, uh, you realize there's something huge walking alongside you on the other side. Just through the trees, some huge lumbering dark shape and you sort of it feels quite comforting you you only see glimpses of it through the sort of matted wet leaves but it's like fur it's like a huge beast of some kind and you you think you see a glimpse of a couple of tusks maybe Um, but it seems to be a a reassuring presence sort of lumbering along beside you and Carrington says uh, why your old friend there your old mascot a relief to see, I'd imagine. D- does it have tusks? Well, now, <laughs> why don't you look for yourself? And um, yeah, I... there's almost a purplish hue to the fur as well. It's weird. Do you think? Do you think I could ride it? <laughs> I think you could ride it. I think you could ride it till the end of time. I think you could ride it through this forest. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm too scared. That's what crushes the dreams, kid. You can't be scared. Why, you can't have your dreams crushed. But speaking of which, you've got a job to do. Just down there, look. And you realise you've sort of walked into a clearing. And you realise that clearing is the very one that Carrington made you kill your first chicken in before dinner that time with Aunt Agatha uh, he took you down there and put the hatchet in your hand and watched come now son you can eat it you can sure as hell kill it it ain't nothing but a little life and he sort of he stands there on one side and you feel this huge shape stop on your other side and you see a tiny figurine on the floor, like a, a twine and stick figurine, like something um, voodoo-esque, almost. Mm. Um, and you bend down... Pop it. A, a pop it, if you will. And he says, a, mm. Go on, pick it up. Um, it won't hurt me. Oh, no. I wouldn't have thought it would. All right. Yeah. Well, you know best. Yes. And I do. I, I bend down. And I, I think there's a moment where I do think... Um, I think about my aunt. Mm. Uh, uh, aunt Agatha. Of course. And Aunt Skohegan, if that's how you say that place's name in Maine. Almost certainly. Skohegan? Skohegan? Saskatchewan. Madawamkeg. Keeg. And you do laugh. In that, that way, you probably did as a kid all the time because you can't get the name of the place right. And, um, you know, <laughs> it's funny. But um, certainly, obviously, in your later years, more recently, you've, you've really learned the importance of, you know, the words and what they can, they can really represent on a deeper level. Um, and I think... I don't think she'd like me doing this. I think I said, maybe even I even say it out loud. Well, I don't think Aunt Agatha would like me doing this. But I pick it up anyway. Aunt Agatha ain't here. And, well, I won't tell a soul. And I turn and I look over my shoulder and I say, You know what? I'm real glad to see you. 
Yes, me too, kid. Me too. And uh, I, I pick it up and I say, tusks up. Tusks up. And you, you see an exhalation of this sort of, like, mist of breath from the, the huge beast that's just through the trunks to your left. This tusked beast. And as you hold the poppet up in front of you, you see it's got sort of this crudely fashioned but quite detailed aviator's hat and goggles on. Um, it looks like a sort of an old air fighter pilot. And he says, Go on now, kid. Crush it. Got to get past that fear. Really? Oh, really, really. And I, I grin like a yeah. like a psychotic. <laughs> and I crush it. And your eyes turn blue and you crush this small figure. And as the twigs sort of flow through your hands, you, uh, you feel a hand on your right shoulder from Carrington. And he says, uh, Well, now, that's my boy. That's my boy. And you turn, but he's he's gone. And you see one last breath from the other side, and you turn, and the beast with the tusks is gone. But what isn't gone are the stars. And you look up, and you feel the sky just opening up to you, and you feel your chest opening up to the sky, and you you raise your arms, I think, in a moment of jubilation. Yeah, I do. Absolutely. And uh, the darkness swallows you. Now, Mooney, um, you find yourself stepping through this un unstable ground and you know where you are you're in that old mine right you know the mine <laughs> and you're, you're lighting these matches but they but they won't hold they won't hold it's too damp <laughs> you can only get these little flashes of light um and you've squeezed through gaps that were that were so tight you're not sure you could make it out again you've been fully submerged at points you've uh, You've gone deeper than you've ever gone before. And and you're, you're going downwards, but you want to be going upwards. There's something down there you want, oh, but fuck. more than that, you want to get out. But you don't know which way is up or down anymore. The tunnels are so sort of topsy-turvy that you, you could be heading in any direction. You could be in any mm. ulterior mineshaft at this point. And you feel that brush against your face. That affected you so much, and what does it feel like in that moment in the darkness? Yeah. Hmm. Like it feels like coarse fur, like the coarse fur of a, yeah, not sort of, of flittering. A dog, it's like a gentle touch of right? something leaner, yeah. and you feel it again on the other side, and you're just aware that these are these. There are these shapes around you, these mm. shapes that are too big to be a moth. You know, you kept saying it was a moth in your head, but how could it be a moth? They're too big, and you're in the dark, and you frantically sort of pour at your matches, and you manage to light one, and it stays lit. And as you let your eyes adjust in this tunnel, and your eyes are like dinner plates, they're that big, your pupils are that huge... And you see these two figures flitting in the corners of the light. Like the size of human children, almost. 
Um, and you see the flittering of wings and you think, maybe they are moths, but they're too big to be moths. And then as you sort of hold the match forwards, you see two hollow-eyed children's faces peering out of the darkness in front of you and you realise they are these sort of huge moths with children's faces on top and these sort of vestigial limbs dangling down and that's what was brushing you in the darkness. Oh. And you you recognise who they are, the children. They're the Millers, the Millers' children. But their eyes are gone and it's it's different to yours where you feel like you're you're blind like some cave fish, you know. You imagine your eyes as these huge white dinner plates. Theirs are the opposite. They're sort of shrunken in black voids where eyes should be. And they stare at you. Or they may as well. You've no idea if they can see you. Find me in the mines. Don't trust the others. Find me in the mines. And they, uh, they beckon for you. Deeper. Uh-huh. Deeper into the mines. And they sort of flitter in and out of the light. These sort of... The heads are slightly too big for the bodies, but the wings are big enough that they make up for these sort of furred wings with dust. And you realise that's what was beating at your face in the darkness. And the match somehow stays lit. And do you follow them deeper? Hmm. Uh, I think... I probably realise that in that way that you sometimes can in in a dream... Not where you become fully lucid, but you're sort of... You're sort of dimly aware it's a dream because something doesn't make sense. Mm. And I think the memory of what actually happened in that mine is so yeah. clear that it was in the dark and it was just a fleeting thing and it wasn't it wasn't a moth. Yeah. That I'm like, there's some part of me that tells me this isn't, this isn't the same thing. Mm. And, uh, and I remember what I did... What I did in the actual mine was I turned and I scrabbled and I, I kept I kept going on my hands and knees as fast as I could in the opposite direction until eventually I broke broke into the air. It took ages and I scratched all the skin off my hands and my knees. But this time I I follow them. And I feel quite weirdly calm about it. And as you do follow them, you see a cavern opening out and you see some sort of golden glow down there in the darkness and you feel that that's what you've been looking for this whole time. Mm. And you have to descend to reach it. And then you slip back into the darkness yourself. Mm. And while that's happening, um, Quincy, you you suddenly realise that you must have fallen asleep on your lunch break. And you're just a kid again. Well, you're just a kid. There's no again about it. Um, and you're, uh, you sort of, you, you trot around and you pick up your shovel. You see your Uncle Romeo there. Uncle Francis. Yeah. And um, he's mucking out the, uh, the tiger's cage. And he says, uh, hey, uh, get on over here, you know, help, help. 
You can smell that mix of manure and raw meat, fresh soil, that petrichor, that, that, that primal mix of things that were... It was so familiar to you as a child. Um, and uh, he's, he's shoveling away and you, you get stuck in yourself. Um, how does he talk again? He, he talks pretty much like how I do, but m- maybe even more so. That's what I thought. <laughs> That's what I thought, yeah. And he says, uh, here, Quincy, get stuck in now. Get stuck in. The tigers are never happy if their cage is filthy. And um, you're sort of shoveling this dung around. And the tigers, they're all still in there with oh, you. That's right. If it's good enough for the dung beetles, it's good enough for me, right, Uncle Francis? Hey, that's what I always say. You're learning fast, kid. But uh, the tigers, they're all still in the cage with you. They've not been sectioned off. And they're all just sort of circling around the two of you. And they're, they're not, like, aggressive, but they're, they look, like, curious. Um, and uh, he says, uh, So, uh, I haven't introduced you, have I? This one here, that's uh, Hallie. <laughs> oh, she's uh, quite the firebrand. Oh, say hello, Hallie. And the tiger sort of nods. Nods ahead. He says, uh, then this one here is Sam. And he goes around and he basically introduces you to to all of these tigers. Um, and he says, now, now, come on now. Keep digging. Keep digging. And um, you seem to be this huge mound of, I mean, literal shit. That it's, yeah. It seems to be impossible to clear. And he says, uh, now, this won't do. This won't do at all. Now, I bought you here because you said you would help. Are you going to help me? I'm trying my best, Uncle Francis. I, yeah. So, well... I, I ain't as strong as you. You need to try a bit harder. We got visitors arriving. Visitors arriving soon. Um, here, take my shovel as well. Now, I'm going to go let these these nice-paying customers in. This better be clear by the time I get back, all right? All right. All right. Don't like to be mean, but you got to learn. No, of course. I'll I, I clear it up. You can trust me, Uncle yeah. Francis. Good. And he uh, he locks the the enclosure behind him, and he walks off. And you're just there shoveling away, and the tigers are sort of circling you. Um, and one of them says, uh, "So, Quincy, how'd you end up working here?" Fuck. <laughs> um, I turn around slowly and drop the shovels and back <laughs> up against the cage. And oh. um, never heard a tiger speak before, no. No, I, I, I never heard a tiger speak before, sir. You s- <laughs> suddenly realise they all have massive grins, and they're all circling, but their faces are constantly facing you. Even when they turn their backs on you, their heads stay facing you, and they're sort of weaving between each other. Uh. He says, "Well, I don't know, Hallie. Uh. He has never heard a tiger speak before." Well, some people haven't, Sam. Some people have never heard a tiger speak. What about you, Thomas? Oh, I've heard plenty of tigers speak, but that's me, I'm a tiger, and they're all circling around you, and they're just <laughs> talking very sort of uh, plainly. You, you speak to my uncle as well? <laughs> oh, yeah, we speak to Romeo. What do you call him again? Uncle Francis. Uncle Francis, yes. Which well, one of you was it? Took his face. Oh, well, that was old, uh, that was old, uh, <laughs> Quetzalcoatl over here. All right. Hey, uh, Quitsy, come out and show yourself now <laughs> to the boy. Oh, God, maybe not. 
and this uh, what you thought was undergrowth starts to move and it it's like it is a tiger but it's made up of the plant matter the sort of foliage around the edge of its cage its head seems to be wreathed with these sort of leaves I mean it opens its mouth in a sort of huge yawn all you see is this plant sap sort of dribbling down its chin and um it doesn't say anything but it slowly pads towards you and um you hear the tiger sort of going well uh, Uncle Romeo's been a while perhaps we should eat perhaps we should now you wouldn't begrudge us a little bite now would you boy would you boy now listen, I, I, I can get I can get you some food. I I I've got, I know where the key is to the the the, right? uh, the the ice room. I I can find you some fresh meat or, or oh, yeah. whatever it is you need. Oh, fresh meat! What do you think about that, Quetzalcoatl? And he just again this huge one just padding around, green and mossy, and the others are sort of circling more more excitedly around him now, and they say, uh, uh, "Oh God, you better run, boy." You better run or we're going to get you. If you don't run, we might get you. The herb garden. Down there, into the den, you might get away. What do you say? And they're between you and the door, and they sort of start circling you closer and closer. And looking back, all you can see is their sort of, that sort of hollow, fake, sort of rock outcropping that they give them as like a little den. Um, but you do see, you think you see something glinting in the mud in there. And you have nothing on you. Maybe it's a key. Yeah. And you suddenly think, maybe it's a key. And they're taunting you. And every way they move, their faces are facing you. And they're smiling. But the smiles aren't pleasant anymore. And um, you feel like whatever that glint is, maybe that's your key out of here. Okay. Well, I... I I back back up slowly, trying to keep it in the corner of my eye. That's right, boy. That's right, boy. I don't. I don't want to turn into a run because I. I, I feel like then they'll. Then they'll think the chase has begun. You know tigers. Listen, I. I. I, I think we can. I, I'm sure I can get. I. I, I ain't. I, I'm just a scrawny little thing. I, I ain't got no meat on me. If that's what you're thinking, I. I can get you. I can get you much more if that's what you want. I can. I can find you anything you need. I, I got the key to the. I can open up the. I can oh. open up. Uh, the zonkey enclosure. He's got the key. He's got the key. I, I'll open up the zonkey enclosure. There's plenty more meat on that. Plenty more meat. You hear that, boys? Plenty more meat. You hear that, girls? You plenty just need to let meat. me go. I, 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 I swear. You just gotta let him go. What do you think, Quetzalcoatl? With your back to the thing, he's this huge plant-like tiger is in front of the gate, and he sort of opens his mouth as if to say something like the others, but his lips just peel back. And he turns inside out, and inside all it is is spiders and locusts and scorpions, and he just falls into this mass of insects moving towards you amongst the tigers. Look at hell. Well, I, I, I make a dash for this little glinting. All you can think about is that shining thing, and you start digging at the soil. You start digging at the soil, and you can still see this glint, but it disappears every time your hand swipes the earth, and you can feel them now biting on your legs. They're, they're on your legs, and they're tearing at the backs of your legs, your calves, and your hand, and you can feel yourself being eaten from behind. Slowly, you uncover this huge... Is it a coin? Is it some sort of door? And it's this golden, like, Aztec um, sigil with a snake in the middle with feathers 
and you reach out just with your last strength and touch it and everything goes black again. And then you all wake up. Um, So, firstly, Quincy and Jack, you sort of come round, you feel buffeted slightly and you're still feeling very dazed and there's this horrible smell, this sort of, it's like sewage or offal or you can't quite tell what it is but you're sort of you feel yourselves being thrown down on this sort of cold tiled floor and the sound of this gate being slammed behind you and um, you look up and you can see sort of bars and you see some of these sort of shapes of these figures maybe one or two of them you recognise from earlier vaguely but it's too dark really to tell and um, you've got stuff in your eyes and it really just stinks of like piss and shit and blood mm. and there's barely any light there's a tiny little window up to your left and looking around you seem to be in this little cell together this barred cell and just outside the rest of the room it's very narrow but there's like outside the bars there's a sink and a little broken mirror and like everything and uh, through the door it's too dark you can't really see anything through there um, and you can tell there's another cell just to your right through another set of bars and there's a sort of slumped figure in the corner. And um, you hear, just as they're leaving, you hear one of them go, Oh, shit, shit, shit. <sighs> He's only gone done himself. Look, now who let him... You searched him, no? Did you search him? And they start, like, hitting each other in the doorway, these sort of two hillbillies, and you're sort of slightly too dazed still to really figure out what's going on. He goes, look at him, he's done himself in. The reverend's going to be done. He's going to be furious. We're fucked. And they sort of open the cell next to you, and you can tell the dark shape was a body, and they sort of start dragging it out by its feet. And you can see that there's a, a handgun in the body's hands and a hole through its head, so it looks like whoever was in the cell has managed to get a gun and kill themselves. Um, and he says, uh, well, that's one miller down. Rest still to go, I suppose. That's on you. Mm. And they um, drag the body into the adjoining room, into the darkness, and sort of say, get some rest. And you sort of pass slightly back into unconsciousness again, although you get the impression you're waking up gradually. Um, meanwhile, um, Ed Mooney weird one for you you sort of feel like you're being held in an embrace for some time and then being lowered onto what feels like quite a comfortable surface and you you don't feel unsafe um but as you sort of open your eyes you see this figure that you recognize as seth um and he sort of laid you down on the bed and you're closer to them than you've ever been before <laughs> And his face is incredibly scarred. And it's still sort of orange from the the mud and everything. Um, and uh, oh. you, you see that, like, he's also tattooed all over with, like, Latin verses and things like that. Um, he's topless. 
Do you speak any Latin? Lorem ipsum. No. Well, placeholder text. <laughs> um, no. You do see across his chest in red lettering it says, Serpentia et mors, I am non cesidit, regis concessa, fuit alqua tenuit tenebris. And then you sort of, he seems to leave. And, um, yeah, as you sort of start gradually coming to your senses, you're not sure how much time has passed, but you know you're lying on a sort of... It doesn't feel uncomfortable, but you're lying very still and you feel like your arms and legs, you're not really able to move them, but you don't feel the pain that you did before. Um, And you look around and you seem to be in... It's very surreal because you almost seem to be in a sort of... Mm. Uh, the room of a scholar or, or something like that seems very um, well to do, like sort of wood panelling and uh, mm. and that sort of thing. And there's there's a very pleasant smell in the air, um, unlike for the other two. Um, do you want to do me a, a sort of a spot hidden or a listen or anything as you're sort of trying to claw your senses back into... I could do a combined... Just roll and see which one I pass. Um. Ooh. Uh. I'm going to spend a point of luck to make that a success on my spot hidden. Um. So, I don't know how much you know about sort of art and literature and that sort of stuff. Is that something that's ever interested you in general? Um. Don't think so. You're not. You're not hugely into it, right? No. But what you do notice is, um, there's certainly like modern art, especially across the walls. Mm. There's a huge bookshelf, which, even knowing nothing about books, you would assume must cost a fucking fortune, just in terms of the the quality and quantity of these books. Mm. And you also notice there are certain rocks and minerals, sort of, I guess, specimens along the mantelpiece above the fire. The look very interesting. Oh, well, that I do know about. Um, mm. They seem like one of them. You, it's hard to tell from a few feet away, but it looks like it might be a, an intact meteorite. Mm. Um, there's others that are clearly like gold and things like mm. that. Um, yeah, and you hear a voice from the other room as you're sort of registering this, saying, uh, "Well, now, are you waking up in there?" I think so. Who's that there? Right, right. The doctor, of course. Who else would it be? I thought as much. (laughs) I fixed you up good and proper. Glad you're awake finally. Dreadful business out in that canyon road. Why don't you come in so I can see your face? Okay. Give me one minute. And then he he does walk through. And he looks very much like the first time you saw him in the saloon when he walked through your your gunfight. And uh, Son's hat, obviously, because he's indoors, says, uh, Now, would you like a... I shouldn't offer, but would you like a glass of the good stuff? Or just some water? I'll tell you what I'd really like. I'd like a mint tea, but I suppose (laughs) that might not be on the cards. (laughs) Let me have a look. I'll have a look. Oh, 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 now, wait a second. What's the good stuff? Oh, uh, well, what's your good stuff? 
Yeah. I tend to think of it as scotch, bourbon. We got uh, some nice wines. Yeah, I'm a Kentucky bourbon man myself. Red, white, you a wine man? Well. Uh, K- Kentucky bourbon usually does the job. There you go. A mint julep, uh, I think I got some sour just for you. Two moments. And he walks off into the, the kitchen area. Um, and you're just sort of, you're still lying there. Um, again, you don't seem I tell to if it's dark outside or... No, not from where you are. You can't see a window from where you are. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna have a look around. Am I am I tied to the bed? Uh, so if you you might, if you're looking down to see, you do have these sort of cuffs on, on your wrists and your ankles, and they they look lined with like felt or something. They they're not uncomfortable, but that's what's hampering your movement. You're on a sort of bed, but it's weird because you also seem to be in the middle of a sort of quite a posh dining room. Well, or makes me some sort of living room. More you know? suspicious. The fur lining makes me more nervous. Get out. Get out. <laughs> well, I mean... Because restraints that are just for restraints, it... <laughs> they tend to be practical. <laughs> I mean, bed sores are a real thing. You don't know how long you've been here. I guess. Is there is there a bright light, and, and does the top of your head feel slightly strange? <laughs> Have you got a hole in the middle of your torso? <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice! How big is your hand? Yeah, or both hands, or either. Are your teeth in the right place? Oh, that's horrible! The teeth is fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna check all of that. And it's none of those. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, this is horrible. Nice, nice. So he says he comes back in, and he's got a glass of bourbon. Puts it next to it and he says, uh, No, I loosened this strap. Uh, I think you healed up well enough. You should be able to reach out for it, but uh, just be careful, you know? Oh, thank you very much. And he sort of undoes a little chain on the side and gives you enough space to sort of lean up on one elbow and take the tumbler. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> well, I've got a lot of questions for you, Doc. Hmm. I'm sure you do. Educated man such as yourself. I suppose you're going to answer them all directly, but... Well, I'll answer any I can. All right. So what's the deal here with this here town? Seems to me you got an awful lot of, um... loonies living here. <laughs> well, yeah. I suppose you could say that. I don't... I don't count you as one of them. Yet. No, as well you shouldn't, and I don't count you as one of them either. Your friends, however, that's another matter. Ah, well, they've had a long old day. You know, it's not easy. They work for the federal government. Uh, Well, that'll explain it. My experience with government, big government. Deep state, are they? (laughs) Yes, they're all um, drinking children's blood to keep themselves young forever. But that's by the by. (laughs) They'll fit in round here. (laughs) (laughs) Um... (laughs) Uh, <laughs> so, no, ask me some questions. What what was it we wanted to know? And then I'll ask you some. What what was all that business with the blood road and and us getting oh, chased well. out of town only to be brought back? Is Local tradition. They, uh, they like to scare outsiders. I wouldn't put anything by it. Um, if you hadn't jumped from your car, I imagine you'd be fine. They just like to scare people out of town. They get jumpy. Uh, you all jumped uh. from your car willy-nilly... Broke your damn back here. It's taken me uh, long enough to get that fixed up. I see. Only, uh, 
I just feel like there's... So what next? What's the next part of their little <laughs> tournament? Oh, that's it now. Nothing else. Well done. So I mean, the Reverend would like to see you, of course. But uh, you're, you're here until you're fixed up. Well, to what end does the Reverend want to see us? What's his business in all this? Oh, he's just interested in hearing outside stories. Do you read much? I've read a few books now and then, yes. Some Charles Dickens, I suppose, and uh, um, some um, uh, Stephen King. I read a lot of Stephen King. He's going to be big. Mm. He's got a new book called Carrie. It's about a lady who has some... Has he? Oh, yeah. It's, it's a new book recently come out, I think, but it's, uh, it's a good one. <laughs> I see. I'll keep an eye out for it. You read any of these? i got quite a collection here. I can't say I've got through them all. Well, tell me what your favourite is. Well, I, I've always been a fan of Milton, personally. Of but, who? Uh, Milton. Who did you say? Oh, Milton. He's the, he was the blind fellow, wasn't he? I think by the end he was. Too much devotion to God, some say. Yeah, well, they... All sorts of things send you blind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course, Devotion. my going blind days are done. Is that right? right? <laughs> well, unless these <laughs> wrists get stronger. <laughs> now, uh, tell me, your friend, uh, what was his name? Jacob Blackwood. Uh, he's That's been living with us a while now. I, I happen to have this. And he, he walks over to the kitchen counter and he brings back your journal. Ah, yes, that was Blackwood's book. That's right. I've been able to make hide nor tail of it. Is that right? Well, yeah. it matches Although some I got of the a... scribblings he's made since he's been here, and he gets out another tome uh, in a similar sort of notebook. Is, is that right? Only one of your friends, yeah. I can't remember what effeminate name he possessed, uh, but... Uh... Beverly? <laughs> no, that's one of my <laughs> friends. Oh, that's um, quite right. <laughs> I can't remember what name he possessed, but uh, he um, he seemed to imply that Jacob Blackwood doesn't exist and that the Jacob Blackwood that's been living with you is merely some sort of illusion that you've concocted. Does that ring any bells <laughs> well, for you? Uh, not for me. I'm hoping it doesn't for you either, as a man of science. Uh, oh, I'm what? a man of science, but I've seen some weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell that. And I've seen my fair share, too. But you know this, Jacob Blackwood. He's an old friend of yours. You know he exists. I do. So, I, I don't do understand quite what you're asking me. <laughs> no offense. What I'm asking you is why that man would say such a thing. Hmm. Not sure. Trying to freak you out, maybe? Well... Now, maybe, but it didn't seem like that was his intention. It was more of now, who is this man you were talking about? Who's the, who's this I man? I can't remember Cecil or some such. Oh, Cecil, poor Cecil. Yes, he passed. Oh, think, that's uh, a shame. I wonder why. One of your fellas did for him. Mm -hmm. Well, what happened? Why? How did he die? Burned what him on the face or something like that. Well, how on earth would we have burned him on the face? Well, I don't know. You're causing quite a ruckus out there, and there seemed to be a scrap between the lot of you. Well, I mean, a punch and a kick and a maybe getting shot, now possibly, this, but I don't see how we'd manage to burn someone's face. It happens out here. I ain't no bothered about that. What I'm bothered about is these symbols. Now, can you have a look at this book you bought with you? And here's this book that Jacob was working on when he first arrived here many years ago. 
Mm-hmm. Can you see the similarities? And he starts flicking through the pages. And um, you do see that, like, a lot of the symbols that you couldn't decipher in the original book seem to be mirrored, but with sort of additions, as it were, branching off. Um, hmm. And he's just saying, do, do, you, do you find them familiar? Do you? Well, they certainly look like they have a translation going on here. They have some sort of correlation from book to book. Looks as if he's developed his ideas somewhat. That's right. Those ideas are, I can't make sense of. And trust me, I've spent spent 20 years reading that book every day and I still can't work it out. Well, that's the thing with poetry, isn't it? So if you've got some ideas, I'd love to hear it. Huh? Poetry, literature. Sometimes it's in the eye of the beholder. And all it takes is the right eye to see you with. I suppose you're right. Uh, and do you I don't have suppose you've, uh, you or any of your friends have any other special books of interest with you? Things that might help me decipher this this code here. Not that I know of. I tried to purchase a book in the Thunderbird Cafe, whatever it was called, but... Ah, uh, <laughs> oh, John Thunder, yeah. Yeah, I seem Funny to have fella. offended him. I slighted him somehow. I still don't really know how. Uh, um, that fellow will take slats from anyone. Yeah, he's like a nine-year-old boy. Um, and uh, He's only I nine, think... we got to remember that. <laughs> One of my colleagues purchased <laughs> a book, but it seemed to be some sort of uh, Michelin I Spy cryptid book. I don't think it was a very serious tome. I see. And now, you wouldn't have seen a book around these parts or come across a book in the, the towns around here. The Vermis Mysterious. Well, that was the book I was interested in purchasing. But it was uh, not for sale. In fact, it was taken off display and then never mentioned again. In so Thunderbird Gifts. Gifts, that's it. Not a cafe. <laughs> I do get confused. <laughs> I see. Hmm. And he um, immediately disappears from the room. Hey, I wouldn't mind. A, I wouldn't mind a top up, sir. I thought I had more questions. I feel like you're the one who asked me the questions that time. When he, when you say he immediately disappears from the room. Oh, I mean, he walks out listen. of the room. Okay. <laughs> 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 um, Thanks for the clarification. And you, you hear the front door click, and you hear some whispered words, and then you hear some quite calm feet come back to you. And when he reappears, he just seems to be smiling very broadly. And he says, uh, well, now, Mr. Mooney, I feel like you may have helped us more than you knew. It seems something was here just under our noses, which we've been looking for a long time. Now, how's about I read you one of my... Who's we? Oh, me and the Reverend. Me and the Dust Billies. Me and the Townsfolk. Yeah, okay, so I don't feel like you really answered my question fully when I asked you what was going on. Oh, please, please, my mistake. So you just said you and you associated yourself with the Reverend and all the hillbillies you're right. about. Oh, yeah, Okay. Yeah, yes. So my question is, what are you all playing at? What's going on? Well, Why they're playing at something think- different to us, but I patch them up when it goes wrong. You know, they're just simple townsfolk. They don't know right from wrong. We try and keep them in line, but they're little games we can't stop them from, you know? You must have similar where you're from. Oh, shit. I've been to some 
whack job towns in my time. I've seen hillbillies. They ain't like this. They don't have metal spikes through their heads. They don't chase people out of town with U-Haws and shooting beanbags at people and then dragging them back and hanging gar- garage men off the, off the water tower. And he starts, he starts getting his coat on while you're talking and his hat, and he seems very distracted, and he says... Uh, well, I'm so sorry to leave. I suddenly you. lose my shit yeah. and I go, Everyone in this town's fucking rude! That's my biggest problem! I don't care if you're killing each other, I don't care if you're killing out of towners, I don't care if you're killing and skinning children, which is what I think what's going on. I have a real problem with is everyone's fucking rude and everyone talks to me like I'm the rude one. I go into a bookshop, ask for a book, and people treat me like I'm some sort of fucking pariah. Well, I'm sick of it. I've seen enough shit. I'm ready to die. And if I get my way, if I get off of this bed, I'm gonna kill every single motherfucker last one of you. I'm going to start with you, I'm going to take your testicles out and I'll put them in your eye sockets, and then I'm going to burn every single one of you backwards mutant freaks. You understand me? And yeah, and you think you're going to fuck me? Well, I'm going to fuck you right back, let me tell you. So go on, put your coat on, leave the house, let's see if you got any books or children or friends to come back to when you get back. Because I tell you what, I got a bourbon in me and now I'm feeling the fire in my veins. I'm ready to go, son. I'm feeling great. Thanks for patching me up, Doc. Now, fuck off. Wow. And I've got to applaud that amazing speech. And, and in fact, he does. He gives you a, a tiny little <laughs> polite thing. And he... You see what I mean? That's just rude. That's just rude. And I spit and try and spit right in his eye. <laughs> uh, well, give me a roll for that. Give me a roll for that. What would that even be? Would that be uh, Dex? Or, I suppose it would. Uh, uh, or throw. Spit. Constitution. <laughs> Spit. Sling saliva. Let's see. I can give you a dex roll. Yeah. It's a, it's a success. It is a regular success. Great. Well, he doesn't dodge, and actually you hit him just as he's necking his bourbon in quite a sort of calm fashion. <laughs> it hits him, and he wipes it, and you see a flicker of, like, rage... And then there he sort of breathes and he says, uh, There it is. <laughs> that's all right. You that's may dress up in trousers and call yourself a doctor, but you're as savage and backwards as all those mutants with pieces of metal stuck in their heads, and nothing ain't ever going to change that. Okay, Mr. Mooney. I'm going to put you back to sleep again just for a bit. I think you need more rest. And he uh, tops up the tumbler with whiskey, and you see him get a little vial out of his pocket and pour some of this dark fluid in as well. And as he does it, he says, uh, and I'll give you one of my favourites. I don't even need the book for that. A heap of broken images where the sun beats and the dead tree gives no shelter, the cricket no relief, and the dry stone no sound of water, only there is shadow under this red rock. Come in under the shadow of this red rock. And he goes to put the glass up to your mouth. And he says, and I will show you something different from either your shadow at morning striding behind you or your shadow at evening rising to meet you. I will show you fear in a handful of dust. And he smashes the glass over your head. And you sink back into sleep. And then we'll cut back to... uh, (laughs) Um, Jack and Quincy Um, so you wake in this fetid cell with just the smells of blood and shit and piss around you and your eyes have now even though you've been unconscious most of this time they've adjusted enough to just the lack of light that you can see through the door a while and you can see these sort of shapes on the other side but you are in this sort of rusted 
cell, and it seems to just be the two of you. Quincy, you okay? Uh, I, 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 th- I think so. I, I believe I've been asleep. I had this strangest dream. They, no- uh, they knocked us clear out. Yeah, dreams, yeah. Is there, is there anyone in here? Can you see someone? I still can't see shit. Dr- dreams? What What did you dream about? I... I dreamt about my uncle. I try and, I try and help him up. He was a zookeeper in San Diego Zoo for a while. I, I spent summer helping him muck out the tiger cage. San Diego, huh? Yeah, I did some work outside of San Diego once. Hell of a place. Anyway, uh, I, I rub my face to try and feel like I'm normally clean shaven. I, I wonder, like, have I got any stubble that indicates how long we've been here? Mm. Uh, you do. There's certainly a roughness, a length that you're not used to. Um, I guess that would be a role to maybe try and gauge how long that would equal. I don't know. I'm no expert in. I don't shave enough to really know how much growth equals. No. Well, I guess it would vary person to person. But an intelligence role? Yeah. Yeah, intelligence role to give you an idea, at least. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, me, Dan, I think I'd yeah. be able to tell the difference between... An hour. Like, like an hour, man. The next day or... <laughs> yeah. The yeah. next day or, like, three days, you know, for example. Um, yeah, that's a regular success in my intelligence role. Two hours. Your initial instinct, feeling how rested you are... Well, you're still in a horrible situation, but your your injuries... It's not like you're waking up with fresh bruising. Yeah. It still hurts. And the length of the bit, you your initial instinct would be maybe four or five days you might have been... Whoa. ...out. Yeah. Arag. Um, there's a bit of length Well, I was going to... I was going if to... If there's no one watching us, so while that's been... While he's been sort of doing good police work, good detective yeah. work, I think I'm being a little bit cruder. Yeah. And I'm... So long as I'm not observed, I'm going sh- to shove yeah. my hand down my Y-fronts. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. see if... <laughs> I've forgotten what you were. See how long your to see how long, your pubic how long uh, uh, it all is. How great is as as long as it ever was. Yeah, yeah. Um, see if the knife's still there. As long as it Just ever was. Touches a scrotum and goes seven days. Long as it ever was. Long as it ever long was. Ever <laughs> was. <laughs> days when the rain. Um, well, it is still. These there. aren't my pubes. <laughs> and you ask yourself. How did you find yourself in this backwards hillbilly town? And you ask yourself, <laughs> why did I meet this terrifying Cecil Where does that highway of blood go to? And you ask yeah. yourself, this, this is not my beautiful highway. not my highway. beautiful highway of blood. <laughs> and, uh, I do, uh, um, it is still there. Your knife is still um, there. Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll fish that out, but in the, in the process... Emphasis on the fish after a few days. Do I realise that also I've shat myself and, and mm. pissed and, and pissed myself out? Yeah, you're both soiled. Yeah. Um, you've not so been that's changed. what it is. There is a bucket in the corner which looks like it hasn't been slopped out. Oh. But um, that was maybe from me before you even... Well, I'll uh, fish it out. You you seem to have just been chucked in this cell. I'll fish it out and I'll head over to the, to the uh, door. Right, stinks in here. Yeah. So are you any good with locks? Uh, let me have a think about that. No. <laughs> no one reflecting on my skill set. I believe I am not any good at that. <laughs> have I still got the rock up my sleeve? Have I shake my arm? Did it drop down um, into my hand? Was it just up your sleeve? Yeah. 
Could you give me like a hard luck roll, maybe? Because I feel like that might have fallen out in unconsciousness. But it might not have done if it was tough. Well, you're in luck. Uh, hey. I don't know what happened to my Magical. dice tonight. Don't question it. My, my luck is 14. I've rolled. So you do, you shake it. And actually, maybe the reason is it comes out and it's slightly caked in dried blood from, mm, from stuck you, to the shirt. Yourself. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it was just stuck to your skin and the shirt, mm. to the cloth, but you managed to get out. So you've got this little thing. Um, and presumably two cigarettes. As far as you know, two cigarettes and a single match cell. fall out as well, Dan. Oh yeah, yeah, and a nail file. <laughs> no, I wasn't. No, I was just asking for a fact. Yeah. I was just asking for a cigarette. <laughs> no, no, no. No, but yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously, no, I'm sure they do. I'll well, shut in up. fact, they might. They may well. No, I'll shut up. I'll shut up. But um, as far as you both are aware, in this moment, just to let you know, you're in one barred cell. There seems to be another one adjoining that you remember now. Having a seeing a body dragged out of, and someone mentioning, well, one of the millers is mm-hmm. um, someone who looked like they'd shot themselves, um, and they were sort of fighting yeah. over who'd let that happen. No, horrifying. It's it's, it, it, that doesn't feel like a dream. It's all very grimy, and then just an open door. Mm. But there's no one there now, so um, you can hear. It's hard to tell. You can hear sort of echoing footsteps and drips, and it's very hard to tell what might be close and what might be just the other side of the door. So I guess you're being quite tentative, maybe, oh, in your yeah. communication. Oh, yeah. That's my yeah. suggestion. Very much but, so. Um, very much so. Yeah, I'll, exactly. I'll, I'll let you sort of take in that environment and but I think <laughs> see I, if there's... While I've taken that environment in, I, I, I'm focusing in a panic yeah. of the horror of it all. Yeah. Uh, on the door, and I say, "You want to give yeah. you want to give me a hand with this?" Yeah, I'll come and take take a look at it, and I sort of feel my way. No, around. no, no! I I just want to force it. Let's just force it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Sorry, um, but I sort of find my way around the perimeter of the cell, just sort of feeling the bars. Yeah, um, mainly because my eyes are so bad, especially in the dark. But I think it's exactly what he needs, and he realizes to engage rationally is a good idea. So he he does the same. He imitates you basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, uh, and then we b- both end up, I guess, at the lock. I say, "Wow, what have we got here? Do you think we can? Uh, think this is a kind of lock? We got to try. Work? We got to try and find Ed. We, we got to try it. I don't know. How old do you reckon this is? It's got to be at least twenty, thirty years old. Uh, wait, what's? Th- is that something on the wall over there? Is that something you could reach? <laughs> well, give me. A luck roll. Well, both of um, you actually. I mean, I'm I'm disinclined to roll my luck again because I just rolled a zero four on it before. Um, That's true. I'm not gonna. I know it was for a different it's thing. It's a professional player's. I might as well. It's a professional it. player's response, isn't it? I like it. It's very strong. It's very, very strong. trustworthy players. Um, you can <laughs> give me. Um, Mine's a heavy fail, by the way. A listen or a spot hidden. In general, well, my eyes are so shit. Normally, my spot hidden would be sixty, but I'm still working on a penalty die for my. Do you know what? In this instance, the the lack of glasses won't affect it. Weirdly. Ah, okay. In that case, I will. Well, um, well, well, I'm well, I'm glad I rolled spot hidden because if I rolled that against my listen, it would have been a fumble. <laughs> yeah. As, as it is, it's just a fail. <laughs> so as you're looking at this lock, you sort of... Sorry. Yeah. All I was going to say is I, I failed my um, my listen. Right. Yeah, yeah. 
Not to worry. Well, you just... It's the dripping and the echoing sounds along these tiles. It's hard to, like, pinpoint anything. But um, as you're pointing at the lock and Quincy, you sort of look up to see... You know, when I think when Jack actually does say, is there anything on the wall or anything? You know, just in case there is anything, you look up. But you don't see anything on the wall. But what you do see is a sort of muffled flash of light, um, like from a torch or something. And it's through the door. And it seems to be coming in. So you sort of... Uh, you maybe get a, a very quick heads up that someone might be approaching. I'll go back to the wall. Get away from the door. Get away from the door. Someone, someone's, someone's coming. Someone's coming. I'm already moving. Already moving. And I just stand right next to the door, but with my rock in my hand. Right, next to the cell door. In fact, this is like... In, yeah, in fact, I, I, lean, I kind of lean against the... Casual. Door like that. Yeah, casual like. Um, yeah. Well, you see this... Eventually this beam sort of becomes clearer and you do hear some footsteps and um, one of these dust beliefs comes in and it's not one you've seen before. It's like half his head's been shaved or just fallen out and the other half is hanging down in these long, lank strips mm-hmm. um, and he's just wearing a dirty grey T-shirt. Riff-raff. It's <laughs> got, like, stains down the front and, like, an old pair of Levi's. Richard O'Brien. And he sort of, like, shines the light in. He shines it uncomfortably in your eyes for too long, like... So, like a sociopath, you know, like yeah. he doesn't seem bothered by the fact it's bothering you. And it says, uh, huh? <laughs> Oh, you're up. Okay. And then he, um, my, my, my friend there is, 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 is something wrong with him. He's uh, having some kind of fit. I, I slide down the wall into a squat. Ah. Uh, oh, I'll get the dark. I'll, no, no, I'll no! You gotta, you, you gotta take a look at him now. He needs a, a cup of water or something. He doesn't I, need. I, I don't know medicine, Mister. Uh, the doc's only a house away. I'll get him. Uh, uh, you ain't got time for that. He'll be dead by the time the doc gets here. What will the doc? What will the doc say? Oh, uh, well, t- what's wrong? I don't know. He's having some kind of. Fit. I start to shake. He said I start he had to shake. A, a condition. He said he. <laughs> oh, look at him. Shit. He said he had a condition. Oh, he just needs uh, maybe a, maybe a, a cup of water or uh, come in. Shit. You gotta help me. I, I, uh, I'm too weak anyway. I can't. Maybe we need to turn him in the recovery position. I, I, something like that. Okay, I'll go get the keys. Just you you stay stay. Don't let him make him bite his finger or something. I heard. All right, all right. I will. And I go to him. Quick as you can. Quick yeah. as you can. And you see him as he leaves. He sort of he does rush out a bit. But um, you see his torchlight as it goes, sort of swings across some hanging things that look like naked human torsos. Oh, heads. fuck. On meat hooks. Just Do we see that? Darkness. Yeah. No. Is that I don't know if that might be a sanity. It's bad, isn't it? It's really bad. Certainly bad for you. <laughs> well, and potentially you being in a cell with... Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll do my sanity roll. I'm, I've passed. I don't know whether that means that I'm fine, but I, I'll say if you pass, you've seen enough violence that maybe you decide not to take it in. I'll give you yeah. a chance at like telling yourself it's pigs or something like that. Um, Jack, how did you do? It's um. Remind me of the fumble rules. On sanity? Oh, is no. it the same? Is it the same? Oh, shit. It is the same, it's isn't the same. it? Is it not? Yeah. Well, 96 or above if it's under... I've rolled a 96, my friends. Maximum sand loss and a bout of madness. Uh, okay. So, I mean, I think that was a D3. Yeah, nice. 
Yeah, that sounds about right for a dismembered body. Um, and I guess for your bout. Let's keep it nice and random. Ooh, I thought it was a three again. It's an eight. Fucking hell. A what? It's an eight, eight. Which looks a lot like a three in this gold inlay on the dice. Oh, it's my favourite one. Physical hysterics or emotional outbursts. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Incapacitation from crying, laughing, crime, screaming, etc. Of course it is. And <laughs> I guess um, I'll roll for yeah, rounds yeah. if that's... Yeah. Um, I think... Hmm. Oh, four rounds. Four rounds. So I'm, I'm doing this kind of bad bad acting of a fit and I sort of stop and I look up and I... Yeah. And then I look up at... Yeah. You see him sort of chase out and see the light spill over these... Yeah. And, I, and, and what I think I'm saying to Lafitte is... Now we should we should get to the to the 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 the, the door the gate the, the lock now, but actually what I start to do is just scream at you. Um, I'm sort of just, and I'm, sort of, and I'm flailing around and I flail around in the shit and I and I, and I flail into the into the. Um, that's perfect. I mean, and you, I throw it and I just screaming and I that up. You don't need to go that far. I think we got him convinced. And then I run towards the 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 gate and I just start slamming my hands on it. Going, ah, oh, no, I, 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 I think we should stay on the floor. Stay on the floor. I think. I think it, uh, no, help, please. He, he seems to have escalated. His condition is growing worse. Uh, I'm getting help now. Listen. Uh, listen, Jack, you've you got to stay on the floor. He'll never come back in if you're banging on the bars like that. Yeah, I climb onto the bars and I'm just going kind to of like a kind of animal and I go, Tusks up! Tusks up! Tusks up! 24, 36! Hard, hard, hard! And I just dash back to the wall and I pick up the, 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 um, the bucket. The bucket full of shit and I go, Go deep! Go deep! And I. Throw it like like a quarterback wow. uh, at, the, at, the, at, the, at the railings at the bars. Amazing! And then I scrabble after it like I got it, I got it, ah, yeah. ah, ah. and I I, I, I grab oh, uh, Lafitte and I and I just like I, I get hold of him and I go, we're gonna go for it, we're gonna go for it, and I, I start charging towards the bars with him. Oh wow! Okay, and you do see the, the sort of light returning, but if you're if you're going for it. Do you want to give me a, a strength roll? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break through. I'm gonna break through, through their defense. Yeah, with Lafitte's head. I mean, I'd certainly like to try and stop that. Wriggle free yeah, yeah. from. He'd like to get out of this. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, that is a thirty-six on my seventy-five strength. Wow. God. Whatever. Well, I mean, if it's opposed strength, I'm not even going to bother rolling. My strength is so bad. Uh, well, no, I'm going for the gate for the strength. I'm not uh, for the for the door. I'm, I'm yeah. not. I'm not particularly. He's hold, carrying like, you. He's not you're... using you as a battering ram, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm using you because I'm thinking you're going to be my teammate in the, in the ruck. In the... So I'm going to try and wriggle free. I have not wriggled free. So you're carried, and and the force of you hits this this object, and well, you succeeded quite well, right? So I mean, you don't take any damage. It's a hard success. You do go shoulder first. Um, by the way, you have you have also all recovered some hit points, but I'll let you know about that as soon as it's relevant. I'll let you know what, what you've recovered. Yeah, sure. But um, yeah. you hit it, and you do feel the hinges sort of move slightly. Like, they're, they're not new bars. They're sort of rusted and damp and everything. And you feel like, oh, there was some give there. 
and as you maybe backtrack, you you see the torchlight come into the the room again, and this guy going, "There, there! I told you, fit and fit and see, he's throwing himself about in the cage." And this, you don't see the full face. I, I think, I'm, but unfortunately, I mean, you're still in your see the full face. Sorry, but in this moment, as you back up yeah, again, I, you see this figure with like just long white hair move into the sort of the shadow of the doorway, led by this. But I don't think I'm backing up for another go. I think what I'm doing is I mistakenly think it's the end of a play. Oh, so you're properly end, in not it. Not like as in as in the the, the, the end of um, a drive. And I'm like, yeah, we did it. Yeah, yeah, we did it. And yeah. I start sort of showboating. My, 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 friend is very, my friend is very sick. You have to come in here and help him. Pumping my chest and doing yeah. these kind of big... And I take my shirt off and I go, come on, to the crowd. And I'm in Amherst Stadium. You twist Quincy's head off and just throw it on the ground. Uh, well, I think I'd probably go back to the bucket because I've, I've fixated on the bucket. Oh, yeah. I do that. I, I go, like that, and I go, and I, I, I hug Quincy and I lift him up and I kiss him on the yeah. face and I, and I give him a big punch. Oh, God, it's like being back in San Diego Zoo. And, uh, and I go, dust up, dust up, dust up. Dust up, dust up. And I'm and I'm the crowd up.